Real estate investing is easy, they said. <laughs> Real estate investing is something everyone can do, they said, right? Well, here's what I've learned is A, everyone can do it, and B, it's not easy, right? It's simple, but it's not easy. And so what I wanna share with you today is just a little bit about some of the different options inside of real estate investing that makes it complex. And then I'm gonna share with you some of the ways that you can uh, expedite that learning process and actually make money a lot faster than you may think. Or if you're on the other end of the spectrum, maybe a little bit longer than you would expect. But I wanna give you guys some real, uh, uh, let, let me rephrase that. I wanna give you some real expectations on what it really takes to become a real estate investor and an entrepreneur, business owner, that whole world around this. Because, you know, from the outside looking in, if you've never done this, uh, you know, it, it, depending on what your point of view is, it can look really simple or it can look really complex. So I wanna break it down and really share the whole world of this. So keep watching and let's go. So first off, you have to understand the front end of a deal all the way to the back end of the deal. And I am here to tell you the most valuable piece of this entire process, now this is my opinion, is being able to find deals. Now, inside of that, there's so much to learn because you may think you have a deal and what you really have is a piece of property. So there's a difference between a piece of property, which you can just walk outside your front door and everything out there, you know, there's a home, that's a piece of property. There's a home, that's a piece of property. The key is, is learning how to identify the difference between a piece of property and a deal. And then inside of that, it can be a deal can be different for in other individuals depending on your buyer, depending on the strategy, depending on all of this. So let's talk about marketing because in my uh, my humble opinion, that is one of the most important aspects. And if you want to become a master real estate investor, you need to become a deal magician. And what I mean by that is learning how to find deals, learning how to find deals, learning how to structure them. Outside of that, you can pass on almost everything else to somebody else. You can get somebody else's money, you can get uh, uh, coordinators to, uh, to close the deals, you can get other contractors to, to rehab them, you can get realtors to sell them, but really learning how to find them, negotiate them, and make them a deal on the front end is where the value is. But I'm gonna take you through this entire process so you can get an idea of what it really looks like to be inside of this process and really the breadth and, and scope that it takes to become a master real estate investor where you can put almost anything, any type of deal together. So in marketing, we I'm, not, I'm just gonna go through a couple of these. We have cold calling, we have uh, mailers, we have door knocking, we have text messages, we have ringless voicemails, we have, what else do we have? Uh, roadside signs, we have uh, referrals. There's that whole world of it. So those are some of the different types of, uh, uh, we have Facebook paid ads, we have YouTube, Google, pay, uh, pay per click, that whole, whole world of it. So those are some different ways to market. So that's one thing we have to consider. And then the second thing we have to consider is who are we marketing to? Who are the leads? Are they pre-foreclosure? Are they are, are, are they some type of distress, tax liens? Are they 
uh, people that have lots of equity? Are they for sale by owners? Are they water shutoffs? Are they, uh, you know, I could, I could keep going on and on and on. Uh, are they vacant properties? Are they deferred maintenance properties? Are they, I mean, again, I could just keep going. So you have all of these different types of leads that you're going after. And then you have to ask yourself, well, if I pick foreclosures, do I call them? Do I door knock them? Do I put up roadside signs? Do I, do I text them? Do I use ringless voicemails? So each one of these is a variable. Do I do everything? How much is my budget? How much time do I have? Am I going to do it? Or am I going to hire somebody to do it? Right? And we're just only on the marketing aspect of this. Okay? So and this, this is why people quit. Because there is so many options, there's so many choices, and they go to YouTube, they go to Google, they go wherever it is that they get their information, and they got person A telling them, use foreclosure list, use um, use the foreclosure list, list with cold callers. Then you got person B say, no, 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 do it this way with this software. And then you got the third person saying, no, 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 do it this way with this. And what you're left with is confusion, Okay. So what you have to do is you have to find what works for you in each of these stages. So in marketing, I was just having this beautiful conversation with somebody that just joined our team. And I asked her, I said, what is your, how much time do you have? What is your skill set? When do you work? Because if you work midnights, you can actually call people during the day. But if you work during the day, you can't call people at midnight. But you can do Facebook ads at midnight. You can do Facebook groups posting at midnight. So not only do you have to uh, understand what what method of marketing you're using, step one. The second one is who are you marketing to, the leads. The third one is how are you doing it, when are you doing it, okay? And does it fit your budget? Because if if, if you have the time, you can go door knocking. But if you suck at door knocking or you hate talking to people, you don't want to do that, Right. So again, option, option, option. So those are some of the things you're going to have to get through when you're actually trying to figure out who do I talk to. Okay. So that's that part. Then we move on to, hey, I actually got somebody on the phone or I actually got somebody in person. Let's just boil it down to, hey, I actually got somebody to talk to. It doesn't matter how you got there. You got to this next stage in this journey. I found somebody to talk to that has a problem around real estate. Now, I'm of the big, uh, uh, I'm of the opinion that I only want to deal with people with problems around real estate. If they don't have problems, I don't want to talk to them because they're not motivated and I'm not going to be able to uh, help them if they don't have a problem. Okay. And this is all about helping people, all about solving problems, serving people. So we have a person to talk to. So we, first off, we have to know enough of what questions to ask. Now, I'm going to show you how to expedite this, and I'm going to give you a little hint, is go find somebody that's already doing it and partner with them. That's the quickest way to expedite this because there's we, we say in our office there's four currency, time, money, knowledge, and relationships. And if you have the time to go find people with problems around relationships, I'm sorry, if you have the time to go find people with problems around real estate, there's somebody out there that you can go find that can help you take it around the bases and negotiate it and take you know that rest of the way. And then you can actually partner with them. You guys can create an agreement. And then the next time you can uh, learn a little bit more, you're going to learn as you're, as you're working with these people. So that's sort of the, you know, spoiler alert, 
that is the, the fastest way to make money is go find and partner with people that are already doing it. And if you want to work with us, reach out to me. We actually do that. We have support systems in place six days a week, 18 meetings a week, not a month, not a year, a week. Uh, so reach out, hit me up on that. But back to the conversation we were starting. So you have somebody with a uh, problem around real estate. So first off, uh, you need to, uh, to maximize this. Now I'm talking maximize it because a lot of the people I talk to, they don't maximize their conversations. And what I mean by that is they, they know like a quick little formula. Hey, I'm going to give, I'm going to offer 70% minus repairs. Or I'm going to offer, you know, they have this predetermined formula and I'm here to tell you, does that work? Yeah, sometimes, but not, not, you're not going to maximize these conversations. And if you don't know how to run your numbers, like you're, you're, you're gonna get yourself in trouble. You know, please just trust me on that because what you're doing is that you're having people trust you and you don't know, right? And that's not a good space to be in and you can ruin your reputation overnight. And most of all is specifically if these people are in some type of distress, let's call it foreclosure, and they trust you to solve their problem, and they trust you to follow through with what you're gonna say, but you don't know what you're doing, that's trouble because I see it time after time after time. People go in here with big promises and then they can't deliver. And guess what comes? The auction comes knocking at the door and these people are expecting their house to be saved or expecting to sell it and make some money and the person doesn't deliver. So don't be that person. Go find somebody to help you take it around the bases and learn from them. Uh, but, but okay, so if you're trying to do this on yourself, I wanna, I wanna share the scope of what you really need to know. So you got this person, they got a problem around real estate. So, so next off, you have to find, really dig what that problem is. And that's probably gonna be the, the lead source that you found them on, right? So let's just say, I love pre-foreclosures, if you haven't noticed. So let's say they have a foreclosure. You have to know the right questions to ask. How, uh, you know, what is their house worth? That's something you're gonna have to determine. What are the repairs on the house? That is something you're gonna have to determine, either, you know, obviously through you or a contractor. Uh, when is the auction date? How much do they owe? Uh, are there any other available options? Now, we're of the uh, mindset, if we can help them save their home, we're going to help them save their home. But if we can't, right, if we, if we exhaust all of our options, guess what? We just built incredible rapport. We, we offered our services. We offered guidance for nothing, absolutely nothing. And so now it's like, hey, we tried A, that didn't work. We tried B, that didn't work. C, D, E, now we're down to F. And I come in, you know, down on the lower end of the spectrum because I can actually buy your house. And that's where we start with that conversation. But I, you have to know those options. What are some of the options that they could do to actually save their home? Because I'm telling you, we have saved people's homes and we have not made a dollar, but it has gone in the karma bucket. And it's come around multiple times over and over and over again because we want to do right by people. And that's, if I can instill one thing in you by listening to this, it's doing right by the people that you're helping. So just keep that in mind. So you're talking to this person, uh, hey, can we save their house? Well, do they have a 401k? Do they have life insurance we can borrow from? Do they have a loved ones? Maybe they got some stuff they can sell. Maybe there's grants out there. Maybe there's public assistance programs out there. Maybe, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but you have to know those questions to answer. Let's imagine we exhausted all of those, but then we have to come up to uh, the question of what's the highest and best use of this property? Should we 
buy it? Can we get seller financing on it? Should we buy it with cash? Should we wholesale it? Should we rent it out? Should we uh, use it as a short-term rental? Should we sell it contract for deed? Should we sandwich lease option it? There's this whole world. Did they file for bankruptcy? What other challenges do they have? How many judgments on there? What, you know, what's the title work say? Uh, the liens and this whole world of it, okay? And then you have to figure out, okay, you have to take all that and you have to figure out, okay, I solved that. Now we got it under contract, okay? And then you got to get it to title. So now you go to title and you have to find a title company that can actually close it. And that is pretty simple if you're doing normal deals. And what I mean normal is cash, right? You got a hard money lender or cash or private money uh, and you're making, you know, and you're paying it off in full. Pretty simple. Not a whole lot of liens, not a whole lot of encumbrances, nothing like that. Pretty simple. But if you get to the fun end of the spectrum, where you're doing uh, creative finance and uh, subject to uh, maybe uh, you know maybe you have to uh, buy it with the delayed purchase financing. Maybe you have to um, pay off some liens or negotiate liens or have a short sale. Or maybe there's uh, an IRS lien that uh, that that hasn't uh, come to maturity yet. So you're going to get really creative with that and 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 make the paperwork match the deal. Okay, so you have to find a title company, not only a title company, but a title agent that will do that. Okay, so that's that you got that part. And then you have to figure out how am I going to find it? I'm sorry, how am I going to fund it? Are you going to wholesale it? Right? Then you're going to use somebody else's money to pay for it. and You're going to get that fee. Uh, Are you going to take it down with hard money, private money, seller financing, uh, traditional financing, uh, commercial financing, uh, home equity line of credit? I've bought homes on credit cards. Right, and what I tell people is you have to make the money match the deal. And what I mean by that is you can use short-term, high-interest loans for very quick transactions, but you want long-term, low-interest money for long-term cash flowing properties. Uh, maybe you can do a JV. Maybe you can do debt. Maybe you can do a combination of debt and equity with your money. So now you have to get through that. Well, how do I figure? And then you got to figure out what paperwork to use for each of those. Okay, and I'm really going into this because. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes into this specifically if you're getting in this creative acquisitions world uh, and, and that's it's really fun and you don't really need any of your own money but you got to know what you're doing you got to do right by people and you don't want to mess up the paperwork because that could mess up the deal and that means they're not going to get what they thought they were going to get and then they're going to be upset okay so now we got to the money now okay now we get to the money we got the title Let's imagine you bought it. Okay, now we got it. Now we own it. What do we do now? Okay, are we going to rehab it? Let's, let's imagine we're going to rehab it. W- what level of rehab should I do? Where should I buy my stuff? Who should I trust for contractors? How do I pay my contractors? Do I pay them up front? Do I pay them? Uh, do, I, do I hire them out and then uh, buy the material and pay them an hourly rate? Do I need permits? Do I need, I mean, again, I could just keep going and going and going. So these are all questions that we have to ask ourselves. And a lot of this stuff is you have to know before you even make the offer to them because you want to be able to make money on the back end. Because you you make money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. I really want that to, to sink in. You make money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. All right, so now we get to the construction process. And let's imagine that we get through the construction process okay. And what I mean by that is there were too many variables that you didn't know. And I'm telling you, nothing ever goes as planned in these deals. So expect it, learn to expect it, but you have to be able to pivot, 
And what I mean by that is you have to be able to take the information at hand, digest it, and then make the decision to move forward and still be profitable, right? And how we do that is we make sure there's enough money on the front end when we actually buy it to have these unexpected results that are, let me rephrase that, these unexpected things that happen. Now, I see people out there that will spend three, four, five hundred thousand dollars on a home to make twenty or thirty thousand dollars. I think that is ridiculously risky. Okay, the more margin you have, the less risk. The more unknowns you have, the more risk. The you know the the more experience you have on your team. Keyword being team, the less risk. You know, the, there's this whole world of understanding risk and understanding how to mitigate that risk. So we've made it through this rehab process. Now it's like, okay, hey, am I going to cash flow it? Am I going to turn it into a short-term rental? Am I going to be a landlord? Am I going to sell it contract for deed to uh, get a nice lump sum payment up front and then cash flow it for 20, 30 years, however, however you want to do that? Uh, so let's imagine you're going down this world of selling it contract for deed. I love this strategy, buying it subject to on the front end, rehabbing it, getting all my money back plus some, and then cash flowing. That's a great strategy we're using. And again, every house is different because that house in a different location could be a great short-term rental property that produces way more cash flow than contract for deed on the back end. But then we, you know, in a different location, the contract for deed is going to be better. Uh, again, so you have to know the market that you're in and you have to know what the, what, what I say in this is the highest and best use of that property, given its location, given its size, size, given its type of financing, given its level of rehab needed. Okay, so let's imagine we were taking a contract for a deed on the back end. So now we have to go down this world called, uh, where do I find my buyers? Am I going to do it? Am I going to find the buyer or am I going to pay a realtor to do it? The challenge with paying a realtor is we typically like 10% down and that realtor is going to get a chunk of that so we don't get as much money down on the front end. Right, because that cash that we receive, we're going to have to give it to that realtor. Okay, do we? Uh, what, what is the interest rate that we're... Uh, going to charge? What is the term that we're going to give them? Does it exceed the term that we got on our front-end financing? Because if you if you got a front-end financing with a five-year balloon, but you give the back-end contract for deed buyer a 10-year balloon, uh, well, technically we can't do balloons on, on that. So that's another thing you got to know. Dodd-Frank, there's this whole world of Dodd-Frank. So you got to make sure that the money on the, the strategy on the back-end also matches the money on the front-end right? You have to understand uh, what does the underwriting process look like? Uh, do they qualify? Because even though we're selling a contract for deed, we want to make sure we abide by Dodd-Frank and that we're actually selling it to somebody that can afford it, okay? And then it's like, well, uh, who's paying for the closing costs? What does this look like? Are you using a loan servicing company? There's this whole world of it. Now, that's just one strategy on the back end. I didn't even get into the full uh, uh, context of it. But the reason I'm sharing this is to share with you that this isn't as simple as you see on HGTV. This isn't as simple as a lot of people like to make it. You know, they say, hey, come by my program. Make money in 60, 30, or 30, 60, 90 days. Is that possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have people do it all the time in our office. The key is, though, here's the key, is they show up, they have a plan, and they leverage other people. There's no way, well, I want to take that back because everything's possible. Very few of us can learn the breadth and depth and scope of this world called real estate investing entrepreneurship 
in 30 to 60, 90 days. But what we can do is we can find our area of expertise and find somebody that needs that expertise and then provide that piece to them. So like I said earlier, the way to maximize what you have and to minimize the time into uh, you have into this is find your skill set. In our office, we call it time, money, knowledge, and relationships. So if you have time, take that time. Maybe you're a great marketer. Go find with people with problems around real estate and then bring it to somebody that can take it down. Right? We partner with people all the time like this. Maybe you're fantastic at analyzing deals, but you hate talking to people. Guess what? There's a lot of people out there that love talking to people that hate analyzing. Go be their analyst, right? Get a piece of that deal. Maybe you're good at systems and process, okay? Be that person for somebody else and work together, collaborate, team up, and, 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 and that is how you take that timeline and you dramatically decrease it. Now, the challenge with teaming up is, you know, a lot of you don't know what you don't know. It's like, okay, I'm going to go into this with, with great, uh, you know, everything's going to work out perfect. Guess what? It won't. Right. Specifically, if you're brand new, it's like you don't even know what question to ask. So be mindful that things are going to come up and really think through this. And at the end of the day, realize it's a learning experience. Right. That the what do they say? It says uh, you don't have to be great to uh, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to start to get be great. And that is something I've learned. I've made lots of mistakes, and guess what? I just get going and going and going and going. Right. And then there's this whole other world of talking about, you know, I just shared about one real estate deal, all of the variables. Now, when you start scaling, you're actually growing it into a business. And that's a whole different world of it where we're talking, which softwares do we use? Who do we hire for our closing uh, agents, our coordinators? Do we hire VAs? What VA do we hire? What skill set do, do they need? How much do I pay them? Now we're talking about HR, personnel. Uh, we're talking about softwares. We're talking about writing checks on a monthly basis and overhead. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of different variables that go on this. So I hope that just shine a little bit of the breadth, depth, and scope that it takes to actually do a real estate deal. I'm telling you the quickest way to, 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 to that paycheck is go find somebody that's already doing it and provide value to them. And uh, you know, make sure that they match your morals, make sure that they match your character, make sure that they match your vision and make sure that there's a spot for you to grow. So that's what we've created with our office. So if you wanna learn more about this and actually work with us six days a week, we have 18 support structures, 18 support meetings a week where we can actually help you with this. Reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, websites. We have free trainings every week. And uh, you know, I think my personal opinion, we're the best thing out there. Come check us out for yourself and uh, you know, see if we can uh, help you accomplish what it is that you're out to accomplish. Zach Ullman, nice talking to you. Have a beautiful day, bye-bye.